Welcome to View from the Top Rope. We're back. It is the start. Nope. What? Nope, I nope. let's do that over again. <laughs> Welcome to View from the Top of the Goalpost. We're back for another exciting season. It's 2023, week one. I am your host, Diesel. Joining you from Diesel's Dapper Dungeon of Delight. And I am here with the man that knows that twice is nice. Because he has two kids. He puts his nickname, not to shame, but the opposite of that. Because he's the Dadalak. Chad. Yes. Hello, everyone. We are back for season two of View from the Top of the Goalpost. And I am very happy to be back. As you can all see, if you're watching this on YouTube, the cave has changed a lot. I have added many more shelves. That's uh, the main thing that I've done. Oh, and also a whole bunch more pops. I am still in Lambeau Field. Wild, they haven't kicked you out yet. Like, I'm just shocked yeah, that they keep letting you in. You know, I'm like Kanye when he had to live in uh, Mercedes-Benz Superdome. For like whole year, he recorded his album there. And it's, I got that kind of deal going on right now. I'm, I'm that kind of famous around here. But yeah. <laughs> I want to be 100% honest. And I don't know if I'm going to cut this later. But my first thought when you said you had to live in the Mercedes-Benz Superdome was because of Hurricane Katrina. Well, that that did happen. Not to me, that didn't happen. This is getting weird. Wow. Okay. Welcome back. It is week one, as we just said. 16 games on the slate. There's a lot going on. Who's good? Who's bad? We don't know. There's some games I've been looking at, and some of them are like, you can go either way. Because I don't know if this team's going to be good or this team's going to be bad. So should we just get right into it? Do you have anything that you want to say before we get into it? I don't know. How should we do this? Uh, I mean, really, I think you should all check out our prediction show that we did far, far too early in the summer. Obviously, if you haven't done that already. But besides that, I mean, before we pick week one, are there any like bold predictions you want to make right before we, you know, kick this off? Because last year we done screwed the pooch and we didn't start till week two. So we didn't get to do this on like live recording. We did it personally, obviously, over text message and, you know, in person. But is there any bold prediction right now that you want to make? Bold prediction? Now you put me on the spot. You go first if you have one, because I can't. Give me a second. I'm, I am 100% sticking to my guns of what I said in our early prediction show. I am more emboldened by some people getting behind the movement and others going, nah, it's not going to happen. I think Lamar Jackson wins MVP again this year. Number two for Mr. Jackson on the straight FU tour to the rest of the NFL. And I, I'm double doubling down on it. And I mean that legitimately, even though uh, gambling is legal in our state, or sports betting at least. So I'm not like legitimately doing it, but really I'm doubling down on Lamar Jackson as MVP. Okay, well then I guess I will double down on something that I discussed on our prediction show on May 2nd, because I put the date on there. Um, nice. I am going to say that San Francisco is finishing second in the NFC West to Seattle. I have a feeling about 
Seattle this year. And I think that the quarterback situation is going to play a role in San Francisco. Purdy's not going to be as good as he was last year. And I think it's going to be maybe a game difference between the Seahawks and the 49ers. We've made just a tiebreaker situation, but I think that the Seahawks are going to win the West this year. I, you know, I am not a Seahawks believer, except for the fact that I have so many Seahawks across all five of my fantasy teams and best ball leagues that at this point, if I'm not a Seahawks believer, I'm just throwing my money into the wind. So let's go sea chickens. All right, now I'm ready to pick some football games. Okay, well then we'll start with the first game of the year, Thursday night on NBC at 7.15 p.m. Central Time. We have the <laughs> Detroit Lions. They get the opener for like the first time since 1938 or something like that. I don't know, don't quote me on that. I'm just making that up. But <laughs> they get the opener Smart. against the defending champions the kansas city chiefs it's in kansas city the chiefs are favored by four and a half it was six and a half until kelsey hyper extended his knee so that kind of dropped down a little bit over under is 54 and a half and you're talking about bold predictions i'm gonna go first with this one i got a bold prediction i think detroit's actually gonna come out and win this game I, Damn it, Diesel. Oh, you beat me to I the was, punch. I want to go first. Sorry, but I was going to pick this even before the Kelsey news. I just feel like, I don't know. It's Maybe it's uh, Deion Sanders and Colorado University. Like, I don't know. Deion Sanders has got me a believer. Dan Campbell has got me a believer. Um, I do think that this is Detroit's year, and I think they're going to make a big statement. Right away, and they don't even need to win this game to make a big statement. If they make it close and it goes down to the end, they make a statement. But I think they're going to win it. So definitely taking Detroit. Uh, 100% Diesel. I have been fighting over this game the entire day. So this is not one of my locks. Don't worry, folks. The locks are back this year, all three of them. This is your, this is your bonus hesitant lock. If you can still... At this point, when you listen to my words, get Detroit plus any points, I think you gotta take them. And you gotta bet a large quantity on it. I'm not telling you to lock it in, but I am telling you this is my, the Thursday night games, I am not gonna put a lock on them for the whole year. Cause I'm not gonna promise you folks that we're always gonna get this podcast out Wait. before Thursday night's game. Oh, I guess I was gonna say, does Arizona play Thursday night this year? Yes, they might, but I'm not going to put any <laughs> pure locks on the games because Chad, as a father of two, can't put a golden lock on the fact that he will get the editing done before that Thursday night game. You would have to put those bets in on. So I'm not going to do that to you this year, folks. So this is my Thursday night game lock that I think the Detroit Lions are going to win this game outright. I would take the money line on Detroit I think that Jared Goff is one of the most disrespected quarterbacks in the NFL, and I truly don't understand why. I know that the Patriots embarrassed him in that Super Bowl, and they won it in the most boring game of all time that everyone besides us New England fans hated. But you know what? Besides that, 
He led the number one offense through that entire season. And you know what New England does in Super Bowls to number one Rams offenses? They make them look stupid. And Jared Goff, what do you do with the Lions since he's been traded? He has been a top 10 QB in statistically each year. Phenomenal. I love me some Jared Goff. I agree with Diesel. I'm taking the Lions. I mean, it wasn't Jared Goff that got him to the Super Bowl that year. It was Todd Gurley. They ran him into the ground and they got to the Super Bowl and he wasn't he didn't play. And that's why it was the most boring Super Bowl ever, because it turned out the Rams were kind of one dimensional that season. I don't think that if Todd Gurley would have played anyways, Bill Belichick would have eliminated him early on in the game. You know, he wouldn't have been, he wouldn't have made it through the whole game. We did it before. We do it again. Or Sean Lynch would have ran the ball. Seahawks would have won that Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah. And, you know, I'm not, where's I? This is not the, no, we're not getting into this (laughs) argument right now. This is the first episode of season two. We're not getting into this argument now. First pick. Yeah. First pick. No. Okay. Well, I'll move on. First game on Sunday at noon. I'll be sitting in front of my TV watching Red Zone. So I'll be catching every moment of this game pretty much. And it is Carolina Panthers traveling to their NFC South Division rivals, the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are favored by three and a half with an over under of 39 and a half. Why don't you go first on this one, Chad? So once again. Not to keep harking back to the prediction show, but I said the NFC South was either going to make me a ton of money this year or I was going to lose it all on the NFC South. And boys and girls, we're starting week one because I am putting the bronze lock of the week on the Carolina Panthers. Take the money line if you want. Because Carolina is winning this game this week. You know who's another disrespected team in the NFL? The Carolina Panthers. You know whose defense was pretty good to pretty dang good last year? And they were missing like three to six of their best starters? The Carolina Panthers. You know who only got better and only added more firepower on offense? Besides getting rid of DJ Moore, the Carolina Panthers. You know who's a Bryce Young believer? Chad. (laughs) And that is why the bronze lock of the week. Get the money line if you're really ballsy. But if you're not, just take the points. Because if even if you think that the Panthers are going to lose this game, this is an NFC South contest. And you know darn well it ain't going to be won by more than a field goal. So if you can get the Panthers at plus three and a half, just hammer that. Bronze lock of the week. But I will put the, I'm going to go just, you know what? It's the first week. Let's get wild, folks. Give me the big cats. Rawr, Carolina Panthers winning this game. Uh, Over under 39 and a half. Uh, Give me the over. Over, that's, that's bold. I... I'm going with Atlanta, and it's not because I want to go against anything you just said. It's because I want to see Bryce Young prove it. I just, I don't know. I This game is a 50-50 coin flip game to me. I am partially picking Atlanta because you pick Carolina. 
because I don't really know how to go who to go with. Like I said, this is like one of the hardest weeks to pick because Atlanta last year sucked, but they won a lot of close games because people played down to them. And so I don't know. I don't the South NFC South is gonna be a fun division to watch this year because just bad <laughs> both south divisions aren't very good so they're both going to be kind of fun to watch nfc south more so i think yeah i think so i'm going with atlanta uh i would also like to retract my statement i would like to take the under as well uh, i was too bold too bold for me yeah. that's too that's spicy what I say with a rookie quarterback and a young Oof. quarterback in atlanta and and atlanta who will run the ball 72 times and throw the ball 15. yeah even with desmond ritter I was going to say I'd probably take the under two. Uh, but going to the next game, we have at noon on Sunday, the Jacksonville Jaguars traveling to their AFC South buddies, the Indianapolis Colts. Jaguars are favored by five, over under 45. This one seems like it's a no-brainer, but I just – I can never, ever, ever trust Jacksonville. I just can't do it. They're good one season. They never can have back-to-back good seasons. I can't remember the last time they had back-to-back good seasons. I mean, I don't think Indianapolis is going to be good. I'm going to take Jacksonville just because it's the safe bet. And Indianapolis has a rookie quarterback who didn't play in the preseason, which bold move. Um, Also they don't have Jonathan Taylor and they're down to like their third string running back starting the game. It's just, I don't know how Indy's going to survive this year. I guess we'll have to wait and see if uh, Richardson's any good, then Indy will probably be a six win team, (laughs) but I'm going Jacksonville. I'm going to be honest, especially for those of us watching or for those of you watching on the YouTube machine. It looked like you just like typed it into a calculator to get to six wins. Exactly how good he will be. And I don't know what formulas you are using for it, but I'm impressed that you can just use a calculator that quickly to figure that out. Uh, This game I considered for the a lock of the week. I really, really did. But then you know what I did? I remembered last year when in week one, it was the most obvious lock of the week that the Colts were going to destroy the Houston Texans. There was no one on the Houston Texans team at all. Like, I mean, legitimately, the team was captained by no one. It was rookies and a bunch of, like, cast-offs from everywhere else. And the Colts were a dark horse Super Bowl team. And you know what happened? That was a tie. The game ended in a mother-freaking tie. And I lost a bunch of money on that. And I will never forgive myself for that. So I am staying away from this game in gambling, but I am taking the Jacksonville Jaguars to win because if they don't, then I don't know what the hell is going on with this planet. I would go under 45 points for this game as well. Just, I don't see these, both of these teams scoring very many points. I just have a feeling it's gonna be a low scoring game. There's going to be a few interceptions thrown in this game. The only way I see this game going over the 45 points is if Jacksonville scores 38 of those points. 
Fair enough. <laughs> All right, moving on. Next game at noon, we have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Pittsburgh Steelers. San Francisco is favored by two with a 41 point over under. This is an interesting game, and I'm actually pretty excited for this one. What do you think about this game? So, folks, fun fact. Supposed to be a rainy day come Sunday for this game. And you know what rain games favor? I don't know, because I don't know what the hell is going to happen in this game. Because you know what happened last year when the San Francisco 49ers played in the rain game? We they won. got beat by Justin Fields, and it was embarrassing. It looked horrendous. <laughs> like, that was before Justin Fields even kind of looked like a quarterback because they played in a monsoon. Now, do I think this game will be a monsoon? No. But do I have faith in the Pittsburgh Steelers this year and Mike Tomlin? More so than I believe in Brock Purdy in this game one after he's coming back from an injury? By God, yes, I do. Because Diesel marked me down for another upset, and I'm not going to do it. I really considered putting a lock on this game. I'm not... I'm not gonna put my good name on this game, but I really do. There's somewhere in my heart of hearts that I just really believe that Pittsburgh is going to win this game. I don't know why, but I just really, really believe it. I really, really wanna take Pittsburgh too. I haven't officially made my mind up yet. I, I don't know. I think Earlier today, as of recording, Bosa got that huge deal, highest paid linebacker in the history of the NFL. Highest paid defensive player in the history of the NFL. Not just linebacker, history. Well, I was kind of hoping that they were going to fumble that, like the 49ers usually do. I really wanted to see that situation go haywire. And hey, it still could. They spent a lot of money on the guy. They're going to be in cap room hell here pretty soon. Uh, But that's not this year. Man, that defense is nasty. They got CMC. But Pittsburgh's defense is nasty. I do like Pickett to Pickens. Ah. And Najee Harris. This is like one of the like matchups I'm looking forward to most this week. I'm gonna go with San Francisco, and I really do feel like two point favors is a good like I feel like this game could be less than a field goal like difference at the end of the game i do feel like this is going to be classic hard-hitting football and yeah, i just really feel that kenny pickett is getting a little like i know he didn't have a great year yes last year but there's nowhere to go but up yeah, yeah he was a rookie he got better as the year went along he did the offensive line improved for pittsburgh and once again, the defense got healthier. And guess what? They drafted more Wisconsin players. So it's only going to get better. Yeah. I mean, I really want to pick Pittsburgh. And I'm rooting for Pittsburgh because I do not like San Francisco at all. Even though I have a bunch of San Francisco players on fantasy this year. But that's just because I'm trying to win fantasy football. But that's not going to happen either because hell hasn't frozen over yet. Last I heard. But yeah. Moving on to the next game. This one, I'm sure, is Chad's lock of the week. It is 
Sunday at noon, Arizona Cardinals traveling to the Washington Commanders. They have so many teams. I almost went through all of them before I got to Commanders. Anyways, uh, the Commanders are favored by a touchdown and an extra point, seven points. 38 over under. I mean, as I said, I think Chad has a lock of the week. I'm going with Washington. I just, I'm not sure Arizona's going to win a game this year. And if they do, it's going to be because some team just plays them really stupidly. And I just don't think they even have an NFL squad right now. Even though they have some NFL, like high NFL talent, like Buda Baker, I just feel like, I don't know, they're rebuilding and they're rebuilding hardcore. I mean, without Kyler Murray, he's out yeah. for who knows how long. Who is even on offense? I think they only named their offensive starting quarterback, like, this week. Yeah, they I, cut Colt McCoy. Yeah. And then they named, I can't remember his name. Uh, but they, they still have uh, James Conner. Ah, James hmm. Conner. Uh, the one-hit, one, not one-hit wonder, but, I mean, the guy who showed Pittsburgh and the rest of the NFL – that you don't have to pay running backs yep. because you can just plug and play. So really, everyone, if you're a running back, should just hate that man. He is the complete antithesis of why running backs don't get paid anymore. So good job, James Conner. But yeah, no, uh, I, there's, I'm trying to talk around this to try and figure out some nicer way to say this. But if this isn't my golden lock of the week and if this doesn't happen then Washington get in the bin. Like, gosh darn it, Washington commies. If you can't cover seven points against this B, not, no, 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 this D, this F grade Cardinals squad, then just get the F out of here. All right, seriously, golden lock of the week. The commies are going to hammer the just defunct Arizona Cardinals who are just playing for the next five years. They don't care about this year. This is about losing. This is about getting out the trash that Cliff Kingsbury put in there and just starting again. So yes, golden lock of the week, the commies who are a really decent squad. And I'm really glad that they have this terrible team first so that Scary Terry can rest the turf toe. Just don't play. You don't need to play this game, Scary Terry. I have you on too many fantasy teams, all right? Just sit down, just be healthy, and let it rest. You're playing the Arizona Chickens. They are terrible. Don't worry about them, all right? Give me the commies. Hammer it. Minus 7, minus 10. I don't care. Like, seriously, if they don't win this game by 14, then I just, I don't know anymore. I don't know, because that the commies are a good team. Yeah, I have Scary Terry on uh, both of my teams. I kind of need him to play this week. If he doesn't, though, I understand. I could use him for the entire season, too, as well. Um, I don't know. Washington's one of my teams that I'm, like, interested in watching this year, too, with uh, having Eric Bieniemy come over as the offensive coordinator and actually get to show his stuff because we all know that Riverboat Ron isn't calling that offense, and I have no idea how he's still their head coach after last season, especially when he didn't know that they were eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, that's like elementary school stuff right there. 
I, I mean, did you see the quotes that about him like now starting Sam Howell? He's yeah. like, I didn't even know Sam Howell was any good. It's like, it's Riverboat Ron. I mean, you got the Panthers to a Super Bowl, so I know how you keep getting jobs. But seriously, like you are, uh, wow. Just wow, dude. Yeah, so I'm interested in uh, Eric Bieniemy and seeing him actually run an offense without Andy Reid being there as well. And uh, Sam Hall is interesting too because if that guy's good, like I don't think it would be that much of a shock to see Washington win this division if uh, Sam Hall is actually good. Because that, like, they got a good offense. They got two really good running backs, three really good wide receivers, and a pretty good defense. It would not be a surprise to me if they won the division, as long as Sam Howell is good. Yeah, we talked about it in the prediction show where I, I just put the commanders at last because I don't believe in Riverboat Ron, and I didn't know who the starting quarterback was at the time. But now after the preseason and, you know, a little bit of thought, it really is. It's a dice throw. The AFC or the NFC East is an absolute dogfight. And, you know, Maybe they'll get all four teams into the playoffs again. Or they didn't last year, but it was close. It was so close. It was close. Moving on to another division matchup at noon. We have the Cincinnati Bengals traveling to the Cleveland Browns. Bengals are two and a half point favors with an over-under of 47 and a half. Who you got, Chad, and why? Yeah, well, who do you think I got in this game, Diesel? I mean, I would think you're going with Cincinnati, but knowing you, and I could definitely see you going with Cleveland as a shocker. (laughs) Buddy, it's not going to be a shocker. It's in Cleveland, and you know where (laughs) Cincinnati always shits the bed? where everyone takes the Cleveland steamer because the Cleveland Browns are going to shock the world. Deshaun Watson is going to come out and absolutely cook. It is going to be a brown note across the stadium. It is going to be craptastic. And I mean, seriously, Deshaun Watson is going to light it up because seriously, it's going to be a Cleveland steamer of a win. I seriously think Cleveland wins this game. (laughs) I, I I I don't I don't know how many more poop jokes I can make here right now. I mean, I'm obviously going with Cincinnati because I believe in Joe Burrow, and I believe in the Bengals, and I picked them to win the AFC this year. I and also picked Joe Burrow to win MVP, and I really believe that this is his year to do it. He's on a contract year. I don't know, I guess he's on his uh Next year will be his last year's rookie deal, but they got to pick up the option. He's going to get paid next year, and they got to sign him to a big extension. He's winning MVP this year, and it's going to start with a way larger victory than two and a half points against the Cleveland Browns because Deshaun Watson, he's another player that has to prove it to me. He was good once, but, I mean, he hasn't really played in three years. I mean, he played a half season last year, but he wasn't Deshaun Watson. Is he going to be Deshaun Watson from the eight games he played last year, or is he going to be Deshaun Watson from 2019? The most That's- efficient and the statistically the best quarterback in the NFL that year. 
Yeah. I mean, in RG3, one rookie, rookie of, of the year. year. Rookie of the year does not equate to the best statistical quarterback in the NFL. I'm just saying. I, I'm just saying. And I don't know one was an injury and one was other stuff that we won't get into. You, we're we're going to call you, it philandering. If you know anything about football and you know what happened or what allegedly happened. Allegedly. But, uh, it was all cleared up out of court. Nothing happened. No one yeah, was touched inappropriately. Big Ben and a few other people, I guess, too. Um, horrible. We shouldn't even be discussing this matter. We should move on to the next game because Cincinnati's going to win. And, uh, yeah. Browns! One up on you in this one. Uh, the next game is also at noon. We have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Minnesota Vikings. And I hate this game because, I mean, Minnesota's going to win this game. I think the Tampa Bay doesn't have an identity, and they're going to need to find that identity because they, they play in a very winnable division because they won it last year, and they were under 500. The only year Tom Brady didn't have a winning season of his whole career and they don't have Tom Brady anymore either. They got Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Baker, and, baby. Hey, I'm still a fan of Baker. I don't care what anybody says. That game last year when he played for the Rams on Thursday Night Football, when he was only on the team for like two days, and he just lit it up, that was that was a lot of fun. I like Baker. But this is his last chance. If he doesn't make it in Tampa Bay, he's going to be riding the pine pony. Boy. <laughs> I mean... There's a real part of me that wants to dig back into the archive to bring uh, back the video, not even from uh, you from the top of the goalpost, but from VFTR 2.0, when you we did NFL predictions for two seasons ago, when you said that Baker Mayfield was going to light it up as a Panthers QB, and then he got benched. That was last season. Before. I know it was last season, but it was two years ago at this point. Okay. Maybe. <laughs> By time standard, that's how time works, Diesel. I know it's shocking. I'm not going to. That's too much work. And this is one of my surprises, and a lot of people are going to say I'm nuts because, like, the Saints are in this division, and a lot of people think the Saints have improved a lot. But I also have a good feeling about the Panthers. And really? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield has a bad rap because nobody in the media likes him. And like people just talk shit about him all the time. I don't think he's that bad of a quarterback. Uh, yes, I'm not going to beat around the bush. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers are a, another dumpster fire of a team that has some pieces. Like, I mean, they still have Mike Evans. They still have Chris Godwin. I think they still have 90% of their offensive line. And I mean, that offense would still be competent if Baker Mayfield can, you know, stay upright and throw the ball to the right team. But it, it's a total prove-it team. So, yeah, I, I see no reason to bet on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in this game, even though I also don't believe at all in the Vikings. And I think they're going to lose a lot of games this year. I don't think they're going to lose week one to the Buccaneers. But if they do... I am going to just start tooting my own horn about the fact that they are going to be an absolute dumpster fire this year. And to all you Vikings fans who I know who listen to this podcast, suck it. Okay, so early 2024 prediction. Where is Kirk Cousins playing next year? 
Because I don't think he's going to be a Viking, but I do think he'll be starting somewhere. Just because somebody is going to need a quarterback and... I mean, he's... I guess it'll depend how the early parts of the draft work out because next year's draft class for QBs, I think it's kind of like top heavy and there's a lot of teams that seem to be tanking to try and get a QB. So I, I was, the, my first thought was the Arizona Cardinals. Honestly, I could see, you know, another like uh, uh, Kurt Warner kind of, you know, resurgence of a career trying to get one last hurrah and you know kirk cousins goes to the arizona cardinals i think he's gonna go to the titans only because the next game on the schedule is at noon on sunday it's the tennessee titans at the new orleans saints but no i do think the titans would be a good fit for him if especially if deandre hopkins works out for them and uh they got young Burks in his second year that I actually think he's going to have a pretty big season because uh, DeAndre Hopkins is on the other side of the field. So yeah, I'm pretty excited. I drafted him in one of our leagues. Uh, but anyways, Tennessee against New Orleans. New Orleans is favored by three with a 41 point over under. We got why. And folks, I, I know this is going to be kind of shocking that we're not even going to get into the three o'clock slate of games, but this is the silver lock of the week because I have New Orleans and I am not per se the biggest Derek Carr believer, but you know what I am? A believer in the Saints defense and the Saints home field advantage being one of the few that actually means anything. Tennessee is starting, uh, is Tannehill starting for them? Is it going to be Malik Willis? Is it going to be uh, Will Levis? Who the hell is starting for the Tennessee Titans? And it doesn't matter. I don't care. They're going to have to try and run the ball. They don't have a quarterback option right now. And I just, this is the Saints game to win. They're in a winnable division as we keep talking about in the NFC South. And this is a non-division game that you are playing against a weak opponent, that this is a big way to give yourself a leg up, especially when two division opponents are playing each other. So one of them is going to 0-1. So I think the Saints come out and try and put a statement down. Derek Carr is another disrespected quarterback in the NFL. And also, if you watch this offseason, has some of the biggest guns I have seen. Like, is he Hulk Hogan out there? Like, it was wild. Like, I saw him on NFL Network one day, and I was like, holy shit. What the hell is going on with Derek Carr's arms? But yes, Derek Carr, the Saints, silver lock of the week. Get Take the points. Eat the points. If it gets even up to five, I think the Saints win this game by a touchdown easily. Yeah, I am also taking the Saints. I am a believer in Derek Carr. I always have been. He's been put through a lot of like tough situations in the last couple of years. He lost his head coach in the middle of the season two years ago and still led his team to the uh, postseason with Rich Bisaccia as his interim head coach. Shout out to the Packers special team coordinator. Um, I like Derek Carr, I think last season, Josh McDaniels is a joke of a coach. And I, just, I don't know what the hell they were doing last year. And they just let him go. 
New Orleans didn't have to give up anything for him. They signed him to a contract because in Derek Carr, I would have done the same thing as him. Just walk on out. You don't deserve to get anything because you guys are assholes. So I like Derek Carr. I think he's going to have like Drew Brees 2006 season, his first year with the Saints. I think it's going to be, I mean, the Saints aren't going to be like, uh, 13 win team or anything like that. But I could see him getting 10, maybe 11 wins in this week division. They just beat up on the teams in their division. I could see that happening. I definitely have them winning the division this year. And it's going to start with uh, week one win against Tennessee. I agree with everything you said. That defense is a Super Bowl caliber defense. Offense is not. They do have Chris Olave, though. Chris Olave is going to be a top five receiver at the end of the year. Mark my words. I've been saying it last year just wasn't good enough to be rookie of the year but i still have faith in that man i didn't get him in any of my fantasy teams i really wanted him but didn't shake out that way but and alan kamara will be back you know he might be suspended for three games but he'll be back folks it's that looming that albatross right behind everything and i think jamal williams will do just fine like holding down the fort while kamara is suspended that anime loving mfr that was a great signing by them. Anyways, we're still at noon on Sunday. The last noon game, we have Houston at Baltimore. Baltimore is favored by 10. It's the biggest discrepancy in favorites in all the games this weekend. I think this is another probably lock of the week. I do not see... I do not see Houston winning this game at all. And I'd be surprised if Baltimore didn't win by like 20. I want to be honest. Here's here's my bonus lock of the year. I am probably going to be betting Baltimore every single week for the entire season. Basically, regardless of the spread. As I watch the preseason, and I know, folks, I know, oh, they lost their first preseason game. The the streak is broken. Oh, great. You want to know what the streak is broken means? It's time to win a Super Bowl. Because I am telling you, folks, I don't know. This Ravens team, there are so many men on this team with chips on their shoulder. There's so many disrespected players on this team. And I know that that doesn't mean anything. It really doesn't. But for some reason in my head, it means everything. Yeah, I got the Ravens in this game by a long shot. Bonus lock of the year. Bet the Ravens. Bet the Ravens for everything you can. I thought you were going to go the opposite and say bonus lock of the year. Bet against Houston. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I mean, that's also a solid bet as well. I, I Fun fact, can you tell me who Houston's quarterback is? Because I uh, – oh, wait, no. That's, uh, who's the yeah. young, right? Yeah. It's the uh, rookie. Um, I forgot they, got, they drafted a QB. Yeah, I haven't been paying attention to Houston that much this year because I, I think they'll be better than Arizona. I really hope that Houston and Arizona play this year because I feel like that's going to be a fun game to watch. I don't know if they do. I haven't like dissected the schedule enough to know that, but I really, really hope that it's a game this year. But uh, you ready to move on to the 325 slated games? Because I am, because we're talking about the game of the week. Not really, but... It is the longest rivalry in NFL history. It is the Green Bay Packers traveling to the Chicago Bears. Packers are favored by one point. 
with an over-under of 43. And they're giving an over-under on this game like Aaron Rodgers is <laughs> back. Oops, you're going to have to blow the whistle on that one. Um, <laughs> I think the Packers are going to win this game. I really do think the Packers have a better more talented team than the Bears. The Bears are still up and coming. They have a lot of talent on offense. Justin Fields is still a question mark. Is he really the guy that gave him some more offensive power in DJ Moore? They they drafted a running back and they signed Deontay Foreman, who was a beast last year for Carolina and a beast two years ago for Tennessee. I think he's going to be a beast for Chicago. But I think the Packers are going to hold them off. I think that their defense has to be better, right? Their defense finally has to click this year. I know Joe Barry is their defensive coordinator, but, like, they have too many first-round draft picks on that defense. They have eight first-round draft picks on that defense, and they have to be better. Like, no excuse. Like, I, like if they're not, Matt LaFleur needs to be fired, too, not just Joe Barry. Because Matt LaFleur is the one who hired Joe Barry and refuses to fire him. But I got the Packers winning this game. I'm going to go. They're probably going to win by. I'll go six. So, uh, fun fact in my imaginary betting that I do, because obviously, once again, it's illegal to do in this state. So I would never do anything illegal. But I uh, might have gotten the Packers as a plus on their money line to just win the game at a very reasonable rate because Vegas was very heavily favoring Chicago to begin with. And don't get me wrong, folks, I am heavily into Chicago this year. I think Chicago is going to be heavily improved. They only won three games last year. So really, you can't really go much farther down. But I do think just as a whole, they'll be a much better team. But you know what? Even though Mr. Rogers has left, that for some reason the Packers just play better in Chicago than they play anywhere else in the NFL. And I got Christian Watson in one league and I feel like, you know, who's going to own the bears from now on, it's going to be Christian Watson. He's going off for a three touchdown game and I'm taking the green Bay Packers to win this game as well. Diesel. If he plays. If he plays. Him and Romeo Dobbs were out of practice today, which, I mean, is a little worrisome because it is week one, holding them out of practice. I don't know. It is a little worrisome. Uh, They need to play because if one of them doesn't play, they'll still be okay. But if both of them are out, their top receiver is Jaden Reed, who is a rookie, and Samari Toure, who's a second-year player. I know the other two are second-year players, but with Jordan Love making, it's not his first start, but it's first start of the Jordan Love era. I think he needs those guys on the field. Uh, But yeah, that's the only thing that worries me. If they don't play, Chicago might actually win that game. Players are talking too much shit, too. Like, all the players, they're just talking way too much. I was going to say, I don't even believe, even if those guys don't play, I think that 100% that they still end up, the Packers win this game because Justin Fields is going to be an ascending quarterback, but 
the Packers are going to run all over that Bears defense. Yeah, I don't think they have anyone to stop Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon, regardless who honestly is playing a wide receiver. And I also think, uh, what's his uh, uh, nuts, the new tight end, uh, no, the Portis for Detroit. Musgrave, there we go. Musgrave is actually going to be something. Like, if you listen to Packers radio at all, like, he lit up training camp. Sidebar. Sidebar, ding. Oh, I have the bell right there. Uh, how nasty would it have been if the Packers actually got uh, Taylor in the trade from the Colts? Hey, man, I have, uh, I won't lie to you in the fall. I have Jonathan Taylor in multiple of my leagues in fantasy this year, and I am praying upon all that is holy that he gets traded to anyone. I don't even care who, I just want him on some contender because I got him in the sixth round or later in every single draft and it's like, ooh, it's so tasty. I just, I want him to be so good. I I mean, if he, like, they made that trade and I know that it was gonna be for AJ Dillon, which I mean, makes sense. I don't know, one, two punch of Aaron Jones and Jonathan Taylor. That would have been nasty, and who knows? Maybe it'll still happen. It won't. I mean, I was surprised the Packers were even in the conversation when I heard that. I'm like, I don't believe you. I'm still not. Sure I don't that. believe but, you, uh, you liar. That would have been uh, pretty cool. I'm not gonna lie, but still, once you punch of uh, Dylan and Jones, they're still top three back combo in the league. Michelle, and I'm not even a Packers fan, and I can agree to that. Next game at 25, we have the LA Rams traveling to the Seattle Seahawks. Seahawks favored by five with a 46 point over under. We got why. I really, really want to pick the Rams here. I do. I really do. But no Cooper Cup's not playing. Yep. Cooper Cup's not playing. They already, yeah, it's already been announced. He's not playing. And I just. I do really believe in the Rams this year. And I really, once again, I, 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 during the prediction show, I told you I don't believe in the sea chickens this year. But because of how all of my drafts fell, I have to believe in the sea chickens. So, you know what? I have put my eggs in a basket and I am going to carry that basket to grandma's. So I am taking the Seattle sea chickens to win this game. And I don't like it one bit. I am also taking Seattle. I don't know. Rumor has it Cooper Cup might be going on the IR, which is not good for the Rams because he spent majority of the season last year on the IR. And, I mean, seems like that's how it goes in the NFL. Like, you have a monster season like that and then just can't get back. And it sucks because... He's a dynamic player, and I, like, purposely avoided drafting him this year because I was worried about him getting injured again. And lo and behold, right after we did our drafts, oh, Cooper Cup, he got this hamstring injury. He's going to Minnesota. And it's just like, thank goodness I didn't draft him. 
but uh, I am a believer in Seattle. I don't know Geno Smith's not going to be like MVP caliber quarterback, but I think he's going to be good enough. The receiving core in Seattle is adding uh, JSN is only going to help. And, and apparently he is actually DK. going to start week one as well. He wasn't going to, but he's going to play with that wrist injury. So, it's yeah. that take a guy off of DK. It's going to give single coverage to Tyler Lockett. That, like, they're top three receiving core in the league with Washington and Cincinnati. And it's just going to make Geno Smith all that much better. Plus, they have a good run game. They have a decent offensive line. And the defense, they're not no legion of boom, but they'll make some noise. I mean, they did have a rookie last year who is now a second-year player who had six interceptions. And they drafted the – there There were some questions over who were the you know top – there was two top cornerbacks in this year's draft, and Seattle and New England got the two of them. So I can't really argue that. And then they also did draft Charbonnet. Yeah. And so this Seattle team, I, I don't know. I just – I'm just not a Geno Smith believer. I, I know that there are, are so many Pete things. Are you a believer, though? I've said it on the... I am a Pete Carroll believer, but I just... For me to put my eggs in the basket of Geno Smith, which I have now done, gives me a lot of heart palpitations and a lot of serious indigestion. I just really don't like it, okay? I don't like any part of it. I love it. I love it. I'm rooting for Hate the guy. It. Hate it. I mean, I like that story. That doesn't happen very often. A guy that's early first-round pick who's thought of as a bust and then late in his career comes back and is rejuvenated like Kurt Warner. No, 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 no. Not thought of as a bust. He was a bust. It wasn't thought of. It He was statistically terrible, all right? He fumbled the ball constantly. He threw interceptions. He was a bad QB. I mean, Kurt Warner is a bad example. He won a couple MVPs in the Super Bowl, but you know what I mean. Like, Kurt Warner was dead. Like, when he was with the Giants, like, he was bad. And he came over to the Cardinals, he was still bad. And all of a sudden, he was good again and took him to the Super Bowl. One of the greatest runs ever. But, uh, yeah, we should move on. Talk about a game that's actually happened this week at 325. We have the Las Vegas Raiders traveling to the Denver Broncos. Denver is favored by three and a half with a 44 point over under. Last year, Denver for me, like even from the beginning of the year, was kind of boring at met. But ever since adding Sean Payton, they have been hilarious. <laughs> Sean Payton is off his rocker. Like, he was not this nutty when he was with New Orleans. But did you hear what he said to Russell Wilson? Like, no. He told Russell Wilson that he needs to stop <laughs> babies because he's not running for political office. Well, thank you for the second whistle of this week's uh, that podcast. That was a quote. That was a direct quote, okay? I, I I understand a direct quote. But I'm just saying thank you for the second whistle of this week's podcast. I am interested in this game because I don't think Las Vegas is going to be great. They should be. They have a lot of talent. Devontae Adams, Josh Jacobs signed the extension, which, I mean, I feel bad for that guy. He kind of got dragged through the mud and all this stuff. And, yeah, it's... He held firm as long as he could, but I don't blame him. I'd want to play football as well. 
Um, you're, you're either not going to get paid or <laughs> you have to, you know, swallow your pride and go get paid. Like there's, yeah, it, it sucks to be an NFL running back right now. I'm that I mean, just, but then also like, what is going on with Las Vegas with like Chandler Jones and like, uh, what's his face? So Josh McDaniels, like I just, he is not competent and he beat Denver two times last year. Is it going to happen again? Sean Payton's debut? Is he going to turn Russell Wilson around? I don't know. Uh, I'm actually, last year I was not excited for Denver. I just felt like everyone overhyped them. And this year, I kind of feel like they're going to be better. I don't know if it's because of Sean Payton, but I just feel like things are going to click for them this year and they're going to be better. They're not going to beat the Chiefs, but they're going to be better. I got Denver in this game. Yeah, I I wish I had some kind of fun like rhetoric about this game. But truthfully and honestly, I just I don't believe in Jimmy G anymore. He's he's kind of uh, you know, you know, jumped the shark for me, if you will. And Josh McDaniels as a head coach is an absolute joke. It is and he's one of the greatest offensive coordinators. And if you have someone to rein in Josh McDaniels, like a Bill Belichick, then things are good. And Josh McDaniels is a wonderful mind that can be like reaped and like all of these great things will come out of it. But when he has no one. Was it Josh McDaniels or was it Tom Brady was just that good? Think about that, it. That because is, uh... all the evidence with Josh McDaniels not being around Tom Brady isn't very good. Uh, he got Tim Tebow to the playoffs, and they won a game with Tim Tebow in the playoffs. That Diesel. was that was Tebow magic, man. Okay. Hey. Okay. That, well, I'm just saying, you know, lightning can only strike twice so many times. That was because they had Demarius Smith. R.I.P. You know that was his name, was it? No. Demarius, Demarius Thomas. Thomas. Yeah. R.I.P. Yes. Oh, but no, I Denver Broncos. Uh, I I really really hope that Denver is can at least win this game. If Denver loses this game, then Russell Wilson is truly washed. Like then just close up shop. Like honestly, Denver, sit, get whatever you can for Russell. Like maybe the Cardinals will give you something for him at this point. Like maybe a sixth or seventh round pick. Like anything. Because if you lose to the Raiders this week, just just give up. Just give up. I know, I know it's it's only week one. You can't can't lose the season in week one. Yes, you can. If you lose to the mother freaking Raiders, you give up. You just you just give up. <laughs> no. You lost to him twice in. last year. You you better beat your division opponent right here or give up. Moving on to Chad's game of the week, we have the Philadelphia Eagles at 325, traveling to the New England Patriots. Philadelphia is favored by four with a 45-point over-under. I'll let you go first since New England is your team. Well, I do got a question for you because this is an honest question. I don't know. Does New England have backup quarterbacks? Do they end up signing anybody? Like, uh, what? What? Why did they get rid of Zappi? I 
to answer your question, we did sign a backup quarterback, Matt Coral, the old uh, QB from the Carolina Panthers. So there is a backup quarterback. And as to what's going on with Zappi, I, I couldn't tell you because Bill Belichick then said that he was very happy to work with Bailey Zappi on the practice squad. So he, I, I, I legitimately, I don't have an answer for that. And then to circle back to this game, <laughs> Roger Goodell, like seriously, <laughs> you. What did we do to deserve this game against the Philadelphia Eagles after they lost the Super Bowl? Oh wait, I know what we did. We made you look like a sham. That's what it was. Yeah, that's right. I got the three F-bombs because you already had two. I was going to make sure I had more F-bombs than you at this point because I hate Roger Goodell. This game makes me so mad. I can't believe that the Patriots have to play the Eagles at home for the first game of the season because everything in my heart tells me that, you know what, Chad? We're at home. It's, it's, <laughs> it's Gillette. You're telling me there's a chance? You're telling me there's a chance? There's not a chance, guys. There's there's really not a chance. I have picked upsets all week so far in this podcast. And what I'm about to say hurts my soul a little bit. Philadelphia is going to win this game because Mac Jones is a joke. And I think the defense might try and keep it close for a little while. Like, I think that they will they will hold fast for a bit, but it's gonna be much like when in the story of 300, when the Trojans were against a much greater force. And you know, you just get overwhelmed. When there's only 300 of you versus a billion people, you're gonna lose. And you know what? When the offense has nothing to give and the defense is the only one holding the line, Philly's going to win this game, and it, it hurts. It hurts a lot that I have to pick this because I have picked a lot of upsets, and I can't physically pick this upset in good conscience. Or you're just doing reverse psychology. Maybe. Right, so. <laughs> uh, if I learned anything from the movie The Little Giants, one time. One time. One time. One time. And as much as, like, you know that I'm not a Patriots fan. I don't like the Patriots. But I would really like to see them win this game. But like you said, as Brandon Perna from That's Good Sports calls him, McCorkle Jones is the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. And... Their offense is weird, man. <laughs> their defense is good, but their offense is all over the place. And I just, you're right. That Philly is stacked on both sides of the ball. And eventually they're just going to rope a dope them. It's going to happen. And it's going to be close. And like, it's going to be halfway through the third quarter. And all of a sudden the levee's going to break. Yeah. And that's, There's... yep. There's just nothing They're that... They're going to give you hope, Chad. You're going to go into... Oh, I know! We're up by three! I can't believe I it! Like... I actually, I, I would... I might put money on New England leading at halftime. I think New England might be leading the game at half. Okay. Like, and, and everyone's going to be losing their minds. And as a New England fan, I'm going to be going, oh, f 
<laughs> just <laughs> seriously. That's five. Oh, I know. I know. Or four. I don't know. I don't that's, know. This I, I I was saving all of my f bombs. If you notice, I said mother freaking multiple times because I knew this game was on the schedule, and I just I have been dreading this game since the schedule was announced. Like, how did the Patriots get the freaking Eagles to start the season after the way they lost that Super Bowl? That whole they they brought everyone back. That's the same team, just plus a whole couple better guys. Like it's. Like it's, they're all gonna be so. Yeah, mad. you would have rather have gotten the Chiefs. Yes, a hundred percent. I would have rather played the Chiefs week one. Like, like Detroit is way better suited to face Philadelphia week one than the Patriots. I, yeah, I mean, that sucks because the Patriots are a fringe playoff team and they could legit get that seven seed. They're not winning this division, but. I legit, like, I told you last year that I'm a believer in the Patriots, and I'm a believer in them long term. I don't think they rebuilt. I think they had pieces, and they just kind of are plugging more pieces in there. Their defense is monstrous. Just, yeah, it is kind of shitty. But think about it this way. If somehow they do win this game, that is going to be the biggest momentum, like, thing to start the season for them and they could go on a tear you know like i mean confidence is a real thing like you get confidence you be a team like philadelphia right away like that yeah. anyways not gonna happen no i don't think so either moving on to the last game at 325 <laughs> we have the miami dolphins traveling to the los angeles chargers Los Angeles is favored by three with a 51 point over under. And you know what? I'm going Miami within this game because I don't know. Tua hasn't played in a long time, so he has to be concussion free, I hope now. <laughs> and uh, hopefully he did have that sack in the preseason where like he protected himself. So maybe he's learned. And I mean, Tariq Hill, it's going to be a beast this year. I know I didn't pick him to be Offensive Player of the Year when we did uh, our predictions. I foolishly picked Jamal Williams because I didn't know who to pick. Could still happen. But uh, if I had a second shot at it, I'm going to go with Terry Kill. I just have a feeling he's going to have a big year. And uh, Waddle is going to also be there as well. Like last year, he's injured, though. He has that abdominal. They said he's cleared and he's going to play. But that's a little worrisome because... Yeah, but I still think Miami is going to win this game. I like Miami. I'm not jumping off the bandwagon just yet. And Los Angeles Chargers need to prove something to me, too. I think they're still a prove-it team. Uh, the way they lost to Jacksonville last year, and Herbert hasn't really shown that he's elite yet, in my opinion. A lot of people have him in the elite category I don't think he's there yet. I think he still has that potential to be there. He just hasn't shown me enough. So I got my Emmy. You know, as much as I trumpeted the Chargers last year for, because I, I mean, once again, I have been behind Justin Herbert since he was drafted. I think I might actually have to tend to agree with you when it comes to his, you know, what he is at this point he has to prove that he's actually elite 
And I know last year he started the season with the rib injury and he played through it, which he shouldn't have. I said that multiple times last year while we were doing this podcast, that that was dumb as hell. And he should have just taken two to three weeks off and just been fine instead of just aggravating the injury for eight weeks. But that's neither here nor there. I think you're right, Diesel. I think Miami is another salty team. I think Tua is one of the saltiest people in the NFL sans Lamar Jackson because he has heard all offseason, not even just all offseason, all of most of last season about how, hey, buddy, you can't play football anymore. You are an injury risk. And you know what? None of us believe in you. You should retire. Please get off of our screens. We don't want you here anymore. You're done. Please go away. And you know what Tua is doing? He has been a salty asshole during this offseason. Just sniping at reporters and not taking shit from anyone. And you know what? Once again, I'm a kind of moxie guy. I like a, I like a little bit of a pissed off person. Give me Miami in this game. I feel like uh, San Diego is, once again, Los they're Angeles. not San Diego. They're Los Angeles. It's but hard. they're still the San Diego Superchargers to me. They're maybe going to take a step back even further this year. And I, I don't, I just don't know if they can like pull it all together. There's like just something missing on that team. And I don't really know what it is or how to explain it. I said it last year. I would have fired Brandon Staley after not making the playoffs the year before. And then after what happened in Jacksonville, I would have canned him then too. Like, I do not think he's a very good head coach. And they have fired better coaches for worse or for less worse things is the easy. They fired Marty Schottenheimer after going 14 and two. I know. I last year, my prediction for first coach to be fired was Frank Reich. And I was off by a couple weeks because of Matt Rule. And it's funny that Frank Reich is the one who's uh, replacing Matt Rule in Carolina. But, uh, yeah, I think that I'm going to go out on a limb and say that Brandon Staley is going to be the first coach fired this year. He's not going to make it through the whole season because I kind of feel you. I think they're going to be a little bit worse. And they're just going to have enough. And it's going to be time to make a change. And I don't even know if they're going to make the playoffs this year. Yeah. I And this, once again, this is a lot of just – we're doing fantasy drafts and kind of just looking at the preseason. Just, I don't think that they really added anything and they just seems like they're just going to take a step back. There's no, there's no real reason that I feel like the chargers are going to take a step forward this year. And if you lose to the Jaguars, the way you did last year, that was, that was an easy win guys. And you let that go. That feels like a backbreaker and you don't win a war by killing everyone else's troops. You win a war by breaking their spirit. And if the Chargers spirit wasn't broken by that loss, I don't I don't know how else how you break a spirit, like legitimately. All right, we're moving on to Sunday night football. Of course, this is the game that they picked for Sunday night football in week one. We got the Dallas Cowboys traveling to the New York Giants. Dallas is favored by three and a half at 46 and a half point over under. A lot of people, like, I think Dallas is the most polarizing team in the league. Like, either people think that Dallas is going to be, like, really good and be able to threaten Philadelphia to win that division, 
or they think they're going to be last place. Mike McCarthy is going to be fired mid-season. Uh, Dak's going to be gone after the season because he has an opt-out clause, I believe. Um, I don't know. What do you got? Who do you think is going to win this game? I I hate this game because I'm going to be 100% honest. I drafted my fantasy teams this year before actually really looking at the schedule at all. And somehow, almost all of my fantasy teams depend on one game to three games in the week one matchup because I have a lot of Cowboys and Giants. What do I think will happen in this game? Diesel, I have no idea at all. This is, is Dak Prescott any good? Is Daniel Jones any good? Is freaking Saquon Barkley going to give it his all? Like he signed a one-year prove-it deal, though he's already proved it multiple times. Is Tony Dorsett an actual starting running back? Can Brandon Cooks be a starting wide receiver for the Cowboys? Tony Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard, sorry. I apologize. Who uh, is, uh, like, this, besides the Dallas defense, and that's still a major question mark, besides one man on that team who is the all-star of the entire, like, defensive NFL and could play anywhere on defense in Micah Parsons. Who, what, who do you trust in this game? I don't trust a single player at all across either slates of either team. I don't know who to pick in this game. I, I have legitimately gone back and forth multiple times. I don't know how Vegas picked Dallas to be the favorite in this game. Legitimately. Like, it honestly doesn't make too much sense that Dallas is the favorite with the way they played each other last year. Because they play with backup quarterbacks. Yeah. I kind of think that if you look at, like, the history of Mike McCarthy, Mike McCarthy did win a Super Bowl with the Packers, but let's get honest, he was more of a regular season coach. And that's how he's kind of been with the Cowboys in his tenure. The first year Dak got hurt, they just, whatever, it didn't really count for him. But then the next couple years, losing the playoffs to 49ers and, like, just doing stupid stuff. I do, I'm on the side of the fence that believes the Cowboys are going to be good this year. I think that Dak is a good quarterback. I wouldn't say anything. He's on the B level of quarterbacks, but I think he's good enough with the offense they have. I think Tony Pollard is a good running back, but Mike McCarthy is also one of those coaches that talks about how he likes to run the ball, but never runs the ball. I don't know. CD lamb though is a great wide receiver. I don't know. I just have, feeling the Cowboys are going to have a good regular season and then they're going to shit the bed in the playoffs. I don't know about the Giants. Like, Daniel Jones is a bigger question mark than Dak Prescott, in my opinion. Barkley, that's a great question. Why does he have to prove it again? Like, why? I mean, he's running back. It makes sense. But, like, I think he proved himself last year that he still is legit running back in this league. 
Adding Darren Waller is interesting, but Darren Waller didn't do anything last year for Las Vegas. I don't know. I'm going to go with Dallas because... I don't know why, because I could say, like, it's because coaching, but then they got Brian Gable, and I like him. So I, I'm i going to go with Dallas just because. <laughs> Week well, one, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, just to really keep things spicy this week one because i do feel like we have a lot of games different anyways i'm gonna go the giants because why not i have i have daniel jones in multiple fantasy leagues i got saquon barkley in one of my leagues i mean i know i've talked a lot of fantasy this week because i don't have anything else to talk about folks because it's week one i'm not going to talk about preseason so all i have to like reference to is my fantasy team so that's just what's going to happen Next week, I promise, it'll be more references to what they did the week before. It's what I do. But, yes, I'm going to take the Giants because of everything I said, because I just don't know who to believe in this game. So why not throw a dice and uh, take uh, White Michael Vick and Saquon Barkley to beat Dak Prescott? And he probably will throw, like, three turnovers because that's what, you know, Dak does. I mean, it should be a fun game because it's Dallas versus New York. And... History has shown that those games are usually pretty good. But, and it's also interesting. We got moving to the Monday night game, 715. We are sticking to the same exact stadium, MetLife Stadium, because the New York Jets are hosting the Buffalo Bills. And what a way to end the NFL week one with the debut of Aaron Rodgers in a Jets uniform facing the Bills, who are two-and-a-half-point favorites, the 46.5 points over-under. This game's intriguing to me because I don't know if the Jets are going to be any good. I don't know if the Bills are going to be any good. I might think the Bills might uh, take a step back as well. I just... I, there's something funny going on with the Bills with Stefan Diggs and... I don't know. There's something that's like kind of in there and it's going to cause a ripple. And I'm afraid that it's going to affect the whole team. Um, but then on the other side, the Jets don't have an offensive line. So how's Aaron Rodgers going to throw to Garrett Wilson or Randall Cobb? Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're going to have to rely on play action. Good thing they have a good running game. So the defense is good. No, I don't know who to go with in this game. Who do you got? I am going to go with a meteorite strikes the stadium, <laughs> and both of these teams are destroyed. And uh, that's uh, it's a, it's the craziest thing that ever happens on Monday Night Football in the history of Monday Night Football. It's wild. And then the aliens come out, and then after that, we have a whole peace summit, and it's uh, just a wild way to uh, begin the NFL season. Yeah, hopefully it goes better for the Bills than it did the last time they're on Monday Night Football. A meteor hit in the stadium probably would not be better. I mean, it would be probably more tragic because there would be a lot more people involved in that. But Yeah, why did they put the Bills back on Monday Night Football like right away? Right away, That's yeah. That, that is interesting. Well, it's because of Aaron Rodgers. I, I know, I know why, but it's for the other team. They like the scheduling committee should have uh, 
Well, moving on from that, um, I'm <laughs> I'm going to against the Bengals. Though, think about yeah. that. If they would have done that, I would. I, I I lost. I lost multiple games. I no. We're not talking about it. Not talking about it. I am we going. We started to... last year's game in the first quarter. I'm gonna pick the. I'm gonna pick. I'm gonna pick the Bills. I'm gonna pick. I'm going to pick the Bills because I'm going to stick to my guns that I don't think the Jets are going to be nearly as good as they think they would have been with a competent quarterback last year. I think this defense that they have takes a step back. I think that Aaron Rodgers takes time to gel with the rest of the team. And welcome, Bo, to the podcast because this is the cat that he is just here now. And uh, yes, I'm going to take the Buffalo Bills. And that's the way it is. I think uh, you're taking Buffalo because you knew deep down that I was probably going to take the Jets. I I mean, I just have this feeling at the end of the game, we're going to see Aaron Rodgers being interviewed because they won. And he's going to have that smug smile on his face. It's going to be... I have a feeling the Jets are going to start out hot and everyone, the Jets are going to be the talk of the town and the best team in the league. And then the all, of a sudden, of the ball. all of a sudden reality is going to hit and they're going to lose a game or two and people are going to start freaking out and the Jets aren't as good as we thought they were. And if you want to crown their asses, crown their asses. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like to start out the season, the Jets are going to get the job done. I think that Buffalo's defense is aging, and they're slowing down a little bit, maybe. Um, once again, it's week one. Who knows? Who really knows? There isn't very many games that you can be like, this is definitely going to happen. So, yeah. We Except have a for my fair three mix. locks, obviously. We have fair mix of different games. I'll count them right now. One, two, three, four, five. Five different games. So we will have somebody in first and somebody in last. Unless there's a tie in one of those games. Unless there's a tie. Which could happen. Happened last year. Did happen last year in week one. Well, yeah, but well, we didn't pick last year in week one. That is very true. But uh, we are picking this year in week one. And I am excited for week one. There's going to be a lot of good games. I think the game that I'm most excited for, besides Packers Bears, obviously, is uh, San Francisco-Pittsburgh. I just I feel like that one's going to be a good game. If I remember last year, week one was great. I hope it's uh, just as great. I'm excited to watch some red zone. I've been missing some red zone. I forget the dude's name because it's been so long. But uh, I'll be welcoming him back into my living room. Yeah. Uh, yes, I have my vasectomy this Friday because I am not screwing around, <laughs> pun intended, anymore. Because apparently I, my wife and I are very fertile for children and we only wanted two. So... We're not messing around and I'm going to get that handled this week. And thus on Sunday, I am going to be enjoying a few painkillers, a little ice on the balls, 
and NFL football for 12 hours without moving. And I am very excited for that fact. And yeah, I, I legitimately can't wait. I have been looking forward to NFL football since it ended last year. And I'm just so happy that it's back. I've been so excited for NFL football that I was watching college football last weekend. I mean, quick sidebar. I do have to say this. We are not a college football podcast in any way, and we will never be one. But I am all in on Colorado as well because I love me some prime time. I was a Sega Genesis kid. My first football game was Deion Sanders, like prime time football, okay? That was my first like video game football game. So prime time means like weird things to me in my brain. Like prime time means to me what football is. Like he is football. So him rocking it and that team winning in the way they did, all in on Colorado football. Another team, bonus lock of the year, betting Colorado for the rest of the year, folks. Man, there's something about him. Like I was watching the interview that they played right before that game on Saturday and like he made me a believer like he's got these kids like believing in themselves and they gave up a lot of points but they scored more and his son isn't a bad quarterback that is for sure he is a gunslinger and his other son on the other side of the ball isn't too shabby either like that he has a son that's a corner and a son that's a quarterback um yeah and the two-way player hunter two-way player yeah. yeah hunter is going to be like i i won't lie uh, once again I, I put some imaginary bets down on him being heisman winner because the odds before this like right after he made that first interception were still good Woo! yeah so if he wins the heisman ayo anyways nfl i'm excited i'm super excited for first game Detroit at Kansas City I hope it's not a letdown hope it's a good game I'm rooting for Detroit even though I like Kansas City they're my second favorite team I just there's something about Detroit they're in the Packers division but I'm excited kickoff game should be good let's go it's football very very excited NFL Woo! I guess uh let's wrap this up Final thoughts? Anything else? I mean, is your final thoughts Colorado stuff? Uh, I mean, final. My, I guess I don't. I don't have a final thought, but I have a final question. How you feeling, just in general, about your week one prospects in fantasy? We are not going to dive into it because I don't want to get into it either. But how you feeling overall about all of your fantasy prospects for the year? Uh, well, I'll say for week one in uh, unusual suspects. I'm feeling pretty good because I feel like Jess did not draft a good team at all. And if I don't win this game, then it's going to be a very bleak year for me in fantasy. I can tell you that much right now. Um, the other league, I just, I don't know. There's, I don't know. I, at times I look at my roster and I'm just like, I got a good team. Other times I'm like, oh, am I going to win any games? But I don't know. So I'm more confident. I think in unusual suspects, I think more things fell into place. Getting Kamara and then getting uh, Jamal Williams right after that, I thought was a genius move. So, especially since I got Kamara in the seventh, and there was no good running backs left. So, I, I will say, as a whole, for the fantasy prospects of the year, 
I'm feeling how I do every year. And that is that I hate fantasy football. And I am also so excited for the season to go because as always, I got an A in a draft for the first time and I can't tell you how many years, like legitimately, I don't know. I can't actually remember if I've ever even gotten an A in a draft and that terrifies me. And then in all my other drafts, I got S. So it's, you know, par for the course. I'm excited for fantasy football. That's really all I want to do with my final thoughts. Now yeah, I am done too. talking. That'll be my final thoughts as well. I'm excited for fantasy football. Probably be pretty angry even at the end of Sunday, but I guess that's the fun in playing fantasy football. <laughs> well, I guess on that note, I'll wrap this thing up. If I can ever, if I can remember how to do it, you can follow me on that one website that has a weird name now that is formerly known as Twitter. Uh, I'm still at Diesel underscore VFTR. I think Chad that Chad underscore Mind. Um, I feel like D. Or I feel like uh, X Pac. Yeah. <laughs> you look more like Mike Tyson. Um, right. well, that's <laughs> hurtful. I guess. Well, the maybe. way he was doing it, like I don't know. Oh, okay, I got you now. Yeah, yeah. you're saying I had a face tattoo. No, no, no. When he was part of DX for a hot minute, like. Ah, I got you. I just look like an idiot that. doing it. Okay, cool. Yeah, that's yeah, fine. Exactly. I wouldn't say that to his face though. Um, <laughs> you can follow. I don't even know how to do this anymore. We're still accepting podcasts. Send them to visionariesgoldmedia at gmail.com. Follow visionariesgoldmedia at visgoldmedia on that website we were just talking about. Follow us on Facebook, Visionaries Gold Media Official, YouTube, Visionaries Global Media, Instagram, Visionaries Global Media Official. And I guess you can hear us on uh, Amazon Music. Spotify, Podknife, Potable, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, uh, iHeartRadio, and SoundCloud. I got them all. Does iHeartRadio still exist? I think so. Huh. Fun fact, we also don't have an Instagram for Visionaries Global Media, but I guess I'll get on that. Used to. No, I just have the view from the top rope. Uh Oh, and I say view from the top row official. No, you said visionary globe media. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, I haven't done this since May, so sorry. Yeah. It's view from the top rope official for both Facebook and Instagram. I apologize. Yeah, because if you want to see all of my pops, you can go to my Instagram account because that's the real, the only real that I put I've ever put out is all of the pops that I have up right now that I will update Pop. once there's more. Yeah, I have nothing else to say. Yeah. Pop. That's all I have to say. So I guess uh, I'll close this one out. It's been fun. I'm excited to talk about football for week two and see how bad we did. But somebody should be leading at the end of this. For the Dadalac Chad, hope his procedure goes well this Friday and he gets to relax and watch a lot of football on Sunday. I am Diesel. And to finally say it again. Let's go watch some football! Uh... This has been a Visionaries Global Media production. Visionaries Global Media. Envisioning excellence on a global scale.